Welcome everyone to this week's Really Big Fan Podcast. I am your host, Chizuk. I am joined as always by my wife and co-host, Acronym. And full disclaimer, I had a gummy, so... Oh, this is going to be a great show. Yeah, right? Well, I set up all the equipment while I was like this, so that makes it even funnier. <laughs> like, I still have the skills. Yeah. I, di- I just did it a little bit slower. <laughs> all right. Well, it's going to be a fun show. We're going to be talking in a little while to Mr. Mark Cooper, Ready Player One. He's going to be uh, t- telling us all about this past weekend's Yumicon extravaganza because uh, we're poor, so we didn't go. Yeah. Which means that you need to share our Patreon with everyone you know and let them know that uh, we would like you to give us money so that we don't have to work quite so hard at anything other than doing this for you. Uh, you can check us out at Really Big Fan Pod. Uh, there's patreon.com backslash Really Big Fan Pod. Mm-hmm. That's where for five bucks a month, not only do you get commercial free versions of this show, but our uh, double feature with me and Mike Pandoff rating some of our favorite movies into a top 10 list we're up to 14 movies right now uh the next one is going to make it 16 so that's like six movies that have already fallen off the top 10 do it just for the sake of listening to these two try to do british accents british accents awful cockney british accents they're horrible (laughs) headlines Please push that button. <laughs> I don't want any more of this headline time. I mean, that. come on, that was a really fluid segue. I it think was. we're doing great today. No, it was good. It was good. Um, so there was a game back when uh, Ben Affleck was Daredevil. Mm-hmm. For a dare, there was a Daredevil game that was originally going to be on the PlayStation 2 oh, back in like 1999, and it never got finished until now. Oh, Lord. Somebody has found the ROM for it and has started uh, finishing it so they can, so that you can check out Daredevil the Man Without Fear. The thing I find most interesting about it is that the um, cutscenes are all art from Brian Michael Bendis' run of Daredevil. Which is really kind of uh, they're they're very cool painted looking art, but uh, yeah, there's somebody at Lost Media Wiki who is working on Daredevil the video game or Daredevil the Man Without Fear, a playable version of it. It was released on October 31st, and uh, if you you know do a little hunt online and you got a PlayStation 2 uh, emulator, then you can play a game that never actually came out. Every time that you say wiki. Yeah, I think Sam Witwicky. Wiki, 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 wiki. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you're wondering. So the PlayStation uh, or or Sony is about to make it so that when you hit that little share button on your PlayStation Four and PlayStation Five controllers, you can share to everything except X. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Suck on that, Elon. Yeah, it's ditching its Twitter interga- integration, uh, which... Hi. Hi, Lou. He's like, why are you wooing? <laughs> um, which I didn't know this. I guess uh, Microsoft did this back uh, earlier this year. They they got rid of their Twitter integrations. Like, you can still share when you get an achievement or something on Facebook or on... Uh, on I, don't, I don't know. I think I... I don't know if Discord is part of it. But on some of the other social medias, you can still do it. But like they're like, now nah, we're we're done screwing around with this Twitter thing. I am so proud of them. I want to send them a gift basket. I, I feel like he's tanked it so hard that it has to be. I think he's trying to at this point. Yeah, like he has to be trying yeah, to make it. Tired of people being mean to him on the on the platform, so he bought it so he could tank it. Right, like that. That there can't be another plan. I want to say no one could possibly be this stupid, but I mean, maybe. I don't know. Nonverbal shrug. <laughs> I saw this story on Kotaku last week and had to bring it up. So the newest Silent Hill offering in the franchise is kind of this choose your own adventure cutscene thing. Yeah. That they're doing on social media. Um, it was so disastrous in its first week. That by the second or third day, they had to uh, they had to disable the chat feature on Twitch. Okay, stop. <laughs> because uh, people kept posting about um, uh, 
Hideo Kojima gummies. Oh, no. Like they first they banned the, the, the phrase Hideo Kojima in there because he was supposed to do the uh, the the PT trailer. He did that with Guillermo del Toro. And that was supposed to be the next Silent Hill. You find out at the end of the trailer. Um, so now people w- would troll them asking, like, when is Hideo Kojima coming back? So they got rid of like, you can't post his name in the thing. Uh, but so people were figuring out inventive ways like there was this uh, this group on uh, on t- Twitch that were what happened is that you could pay so many points in like real world world money to promote your post yes. to the top kind of thing or to make it you know thing uh, so on their stream they got a whole bunch of people who were watching their stream to promote their post which was Hideo Kojima's cummy in my tummy oh. so that it was right at the top where everyone oh could see God. us yeah and, and and the Silent Hill people were like alright enough of this <laughs> and they just took <laughs> the chat down they were like you, y'all you can't be trusted that's amazing <laughs> I got one for you. All right. I just wanted to read you the um, thing that came from Stranger Things Day. Okay. Which I didn't realize it was a Stranger Things Day. So, so it's just when um, Will Byers was kidnapped is Stranger Things Day. Okay. So it's, it's November. I think it's November it's like back to the 6th or something. Like yeah. 5th because of exactly. 5th, 1955. So they posted season five, chapter one, scene one, just okay. the first line or so. So it says, darkness, the sound of cold wind, groaning trees, and a child's voice singing a familiar song. That's it? That's all it says. It's supposed to be next year, isn't it? Uh, I don't know when the next... It, like, it I don't even know they... Now? It might be farther out now. I don't even know if it's out, like, date-wise or if they're just, like, you know, year. Yeah. So I haven't seen anything... Apparently, they also did some games and stuff. They had a bunch of different miniatures. Um, I sent you one of them. Yeah. Of the arcade, where somebody built a miniature of the arcade, and you hear um, the lines from the scene in there. I guess they're in uh, Fortnite this this month, too. Uh, yeah. There's so much. Uh, there's a, a VR for Vecna, for Stranger Things VR, which oh, is wow. available November 30th. They're also doing a play in the UK. Uh, that's like a prequel i am surprised that some middle school or high school hasn't like done a play of stranger things that would be so great you remember when that elementary school did the stage play of like alien Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's so funny (laughs) yeah and uh i just found your thing about Fortnite. it says 11 the demogorgon and a hopper are now all available and playable in Fortnite. oh that's cool hopper would be cool see i thought it was gonna be like 11 and steve herring oh and 11 has egos Oh, cute. Ah, she's making the Eggos spin. That has to be your emote, right? That's got to be, yeah. Okay. Ah, that's so great. I don't know. I haven't played Fortnite since I got Optimus Prime. <laughs> yeah. You know, it comes with her diorama. The Eggos are like, it shows some yeah, of this other stuff. Right there. There's the bat. Yeah, Steve Harrington's bat. And there's another diorama thing. It's got a stabby knife thing that they were using the spears and uh when they oh. went to the upside down. You got, you got a band-aid on your thumb because yeah. he cut your thumb making dinner. Uh-huh. You, can't, you can't expand stuff thumb. on your, because you were trying to use both thumbs and it yep. wasn't working. Nope. Nope. I had totally That's fucked bad. up. Yeah, that has to be your emote. Yep. That's so cool. It doesn't show what Hoppers is, but. I want Optimus Prime wearing Spider-Man 2099's cape making Eggos float. Oh, there's also a Dead by Daylight thing. I don't know if they were in Dead by Daylight before. Okay, so maybe that's an older one and they're just like reliving because they've been posting a lot of recaps too. Mm -hmm. So, but there's been a lot of cool things. Yeah, because Demogorgon was one of the monsters you could run from in Dead by Daylight. You could teleport from one end of the map to the other. Gross. Yeah. So, and like, there were a bunch of people that got like Stranger Things boxes and stuff like that. That's but fun. that's really like the play is a prequel, and it's supposed to have like young Hop, young J- um, Joyce, and all those people. I'm like, I don't know if I want that story. Like for me personally, I like it better when like, Joyce and Hopper don't really 
their their whole relationship doesn't really start until this first season of Stranger Things. Like they know who each other is, but like they don't yeah. really. Well, they they hint to it at one point, um, where it's in the second season actually. So Will is sick. They're sitting in the the kitchen, and he gives her a cigarette because she's like sitting there or whatever and then so she takes a hit off his cigarette and she's like jesus hop because like like a very potent yeah and then he goes kind of reminds you old times doesn't it sharing my cigarette and she goes after fifth and sixth period (laughs) and because that one guy mr cooper caught us she's like hey you guys hey assholes (laughs) and so they were friends when they were teenagers and there's these little like hints here and there like um in the first season lonnie her ex-husband says like hopper's not still chief is he like there's like little snippets between them and then they make it really clear with um the season is also season two with uh bob was played by sean astin right so uh they have it where, like, he calls him Bob the Brain, and that's yeah. what they would tease him as oh, okay. in school. So there's, like, little hints that they were, but you never get that backstory with Stranger Things, and I think I'm fine with that. Like, I hope that the Sometimes play... It's cooler to not have the backstory. Yeah, I, well, I hope that the play doesn't, like, all of a sudden become canon for where, like, I need to know about <laughs> it. Because I don't, I don't, I don't want it to be like that. You know, I get that. That's how they get people. Right. They're like, oh well, hey, we have this thing, but it's 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 a prequel, and it's this, and mm, don't tell me, and don't make it canon, so I have to know that information. I, that's probably how people feel when they like a new Marvel thing comes out that they a hundred percent, and they're like, but do I have to watch this to understand that? Thirty movies and a dozen TV shows, and people are just like, oh, do I have to watch this one in order to understand what happens when something I like is going on? Eternals was a good example of that, right? Grizzly, do I have to watch Eternals? I don't know if I want to watch. <laughs> that being said, I'm so I'm so ready for Marvels. Yeah, I, 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 that movie's gonna be so much fun. And it's all down to Miss Marvel. Yeah, the trailer looks She's really gonna cute. Be, that little yeah. You were describing it that um she called her Lieutenant Trouble. Yes. To Monica, and she's like, it's actually Captain Rambo. Captain Rambo now. Like, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think it's gonna be really fun. That's this weekend too. Oh yeah. This weekend's insane. What is all? What so is this, weekend? this weekend is the Marvels. I believe Motor City Comic Con is this weekend. And isn't uh, this the Metallica weekend? Yes. In Detroit. Yes. Insane. I'm still waiting if I have an approval for that. I'm really, really hoping I do. But right. I, I applied for both nights. I hope when they approve people for the Metallica show specifically, it's just a picture of James Hetfield. So you and your voice, you can hear, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, James said, yeah. That would be great. Um, have you heard the news about the National Wrestling Alliance? No. Over the last couple of weeks. So a couple of weeks ago, um, it was announced that B- D- Billy Corgan, of course, is the president or yes. you know, of the National Wrestling Alliance. It was announced um that uh NWA had signed a TV deal with a top twenty network. Uh the CW was going to air NWA Power, the show that they put on YouTube, yep. and then they were going to do a reality television like backstage series as well. Oh boy! And that was going to be like, all right, cool. Um, they announced that ahead of their um pay per view, Sam Hain, or or how do you how are you supposed to say it correctly? I, don't I know, know it's not Sam Hain; it's something else. I don't know. I I don't know who that is. Doesn't doesn't matter. Uh, their their Halloween pay per view essentially, where they had Father James Mitchell, who you would know from the uh, um, Dark Side of the Dark Ring. Side of the Rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love whenever he shows up because I always go, "It's the devil." <laughs> I don't care yeah, what. That was the guy that was friend was with Canyon. Yes, exactly. So they did a bit at the pay per view where he was snorting cocaine or what looked like cocaine. Yeah. At the pay per view, CW got a hold of this. Oh no. And immediately we're like, uh, we don't know. They announced uh, yesterday, starting in starting next fall, they're going to be airing NXT. Oh, shit. So I, I, I think they lost their TV deal because Father James Mitchell, they did a skit or a yeah. thing where the devil was snorting cocaine at their pay-per-view. Oh, my God. That's wild. Absolutely, and like you, 
I, I couldn't have made that story up. No, that definitely sounds like it's AI generated. So many twists and turns <laughs> to what's going on. I'm kind of like, I'm not because I'm a Smashing Pumpkins fan, but I'm kind of on Corrigan's side when he says that, like, we thought they were just concerned with the things we were going to put on their station, not like everything we do. Right. Like, we weren't going to have Father James Mitchell snorting cocaine on the CW. Yeah, for yeah. For God's sakes. We've saved that shit for the pay-per-view. Exactly. Yeah, no, I totally think that, you know, they shouldn't have lost it from that. It should have been a slap on the wrist situation instead. Yeah, it should have been a kind of a like... Like, hey, like, you, if you... A miss phone call network. saying, hey, you're not going to do that on our network, are you? Okay, right. cool. And okay. don't ever do it again. Okay, cool. You know. <laughs> Man. Awesome. Poor Billy. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. But hey, he gets the tour with Green Day Rancid next year. Yeah. Pretty cool. Oh, I hope I get to photograph that. I'm so want to. Um, so this was published on Sunday from Kotaku. Uh, Sunday was the 38 year anniversary of the Nintendo Entertainment System. I'm looking at the subheader. Hold on, wait a second. Oh, how a plumber and his powerful butt transformed the world. It's true. His butt. His butt. Yeah, when he when he would jump on people. My God. Well, I mean, that's that's what it looks like. He's doing he's jumping out with his butt <laughs> i just that wouldn't be something that i would have as a subhead <laughs> mario like nothing about his butt ever comes up so i just got stuck on that i apologize <laughs> now you now you're just hyper focused i don't you remember when they did the super mario uh movie earlier this year there were people that were angry because they slimmed him his butt wasn't as as pronounced as he is normally I think I remember that. I more so remember people getting upset about them desolidifying Lola Bunny. Yeah, that's true. She's a cartoon, guys. I don't think this... Furries, but calm down. I don't think this article could be 38 years. That can't be right. 38? What's 38 years removed from... That's like the 90s, isn't it? The Nintendo Entertainment System was like 86 or 85? Yeah, What's the date stamp on the... Published Sunday, 10.30 a.m. I do not know. I don't know. I read some of this article. It's really cute because the guy who actually created the the box and the, the hardware and stuff said that he got a phone call in 1981 where the president of Nintendo was like, hey... We're going to make a video game system that plays cartridges. And he said he always liked to call him after a few drinks, so he didn't think much of it. He was like, yeah, sure thing, boss, and hung up. And then Monday morning, uh, his boss was like, hey, that thing we talked about, you're on it, right? And he went, what, the cartridge thing? (laughs) (laughs) That's great. It's like, yeah, you know how Atari's got the thing with the cartridges? We want to make one of those. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, I guess. I love it. Yeah, that's that's, a, that's solid. That's a fun story. <laughs> and speaking of fun stories, Mark Cooper has a bunch of fun stories. We're done with headlines, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, Mark Cooper's got a bunch of fun stories about Yumacon that he's going to tell us when the Really Big Fan Podcast comes back next. Welcome back to the Really Big Fan Podcast. We mentioned the top of the show this past weekend was Yumacon, the big anime convention that goes down. Uh, every year around this time and our guest this week was one of the musical acts at Yumacon and seeing as we couldn't afford to go this year we're like Mark tell us about Yumacon let us live by <laughs> you it is the return of player one Mark Cooper how you doing tonight Mark I'm doing well about you it's great to see you again it's great to talk to you it was really cool to uh, see the updates, not only from you, but from my buddies in Bathroom of the Future. That stage looked awesome, honestly. Oh, yeah, it was a, it was a memorable experience for sure. Now, if I'm correct in saying it, did you put all that together, the, the stage show itself? Yeah, he, Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. So I'm saying like- So I put together the- uh, Yeah, oh. so I put together the- mm-hmm. Yeah, so I put together the uh, 50th anniversary for hip hop, but I wanted to make it a nerd edition for it because it hasn't been that. So there was, you know, Clear Soul Forces and Nim Rats from um, North Carolina that's part of Nerd Out. Of course, awesome. Mega Ran. Um, and then I also put a lot of local acts there as well. That way I made sure that there was a correct balance of what was needed. Nice. 
for sure. I'm sure that's something the two of you could talk about for quite a while. It's trying to curate, uh, you know, a musical uh, festival slash, you know, a night of music. Yeah, trying to organize some of that stuff, is, it gets kind of hectic and trying to, you know, nail everybody down. And if you don't have all your ducks in a row, things can go awry. Sure. <laughs> Even if you do have all your ducks in a row, you're you're wrangling like anywhere from twenty to forty cats to try and put together a you know a, a full night of music with stage with you know thirty four or five acts. So definitely anything can happen. It's true. That stuff goes on. Yeah. So besides uh, playing on the stage this uh, this year, Mark, did you get to uh, did you get to walk around the dealers room or see any cool stuff in the uh, in the game room? Oh, absolutely. Um, so my cosplay, I did Captain N. The game master. And, uh, Yes. So I got a chance to do the whole outfit as the captain in like the reinvention kind of thing. Awesome. And uh, Ian Corlett was there and he did some voices on captain in the show. And uh, Alessandra was the voice of Kid Icarus. That was his first oh, voice. Yeah. That's what I was so, going to ask. Who, who the, the first voice actor who, who he did voices of? Because Mega Man and Kid Icarus are the ones that are stuck in my brain forever. Yeah. So I got a chance and I had the, uh, you know, I have my DVD set for the Mega Man full series, got him to sign. He, he was like, Mark, this is the first Mega Man thing I've gotten all this con. Everybody's all like, Goku, Goku, you know what yeah. I mean? So it meant a lot, but it was great because I met him earlier in the year with right. uh, with Brian Drummond, which is also the OG Vegeta. You know, it's over 9,000, the actual one yeah. who did that before the big switch. And um, I always told him about the voice work I was getting ready to do. And I was able to tell some updates because they gave me a lot of great advice. They were saying, hey, if you want to get into voice acting, you have to learn about taking acting classes and fully sure. understanding how to engage a conversation. Because a lot of people just think you can do a voice impression that you just read the lines. That's not how that works. It's a there's a nonverbal conveyance that needs to be taking place when you're reading scripts, because that's how you're able to feel the character. Yeah, you got to convey emotion as well as say the lines in a way that everyone can understand what you're talking about. Exactly. Well, and even putting the emotion in the way the lines are conveyed to, like you have to say it in a certain way, because if you say it like, you know, you're just having a normal conversation, it's one or the other, but like it, it, you can add more to the acting presence in the way that your vocal tone is, the delivery the spacing of words, and you're not using your face to do it. So that makes it even harder, honestly. You trying to do look listen to us talking about how how, how voice acting works when you like we've done a whole book. Mark's the, the expert. No, and I mean I I was just thinking about like certain things like all like the weird commercials I had to voice For that sure. are like Right. <laughs> I yes. have to play the stoner in the Rasta commercial. That's part of the reason why <laughs> we do the thing at the end of the double feature podcast where like we'll play you a clip of a movie we're about to, you know, cover for the next one. But then we'll also pick out a piece of script and try and act it out because uh, both me and Mike are not voice actors. So I think that's funny. Yeah. It really well, is. Table Especially research. Table research. Oh yeah, yeah. The last one, the last one where I was trying to do British accents for the guy Richie builds is is really ridiculously funny. So, um, what are some of the cool stuff they had in the uh, the game room? That is probably technically my favorite part of the con, even though it's it's loud, like the loudest arcade you've ever been in, and it's always full of people. But I always love looking around and see because they get all the different dancing games and stuff. But I'm always looking for that like that really niche thing i remember one year they had one of the silent scope uh sequels that i'd never seen before in there i was like oh hell that's cool and then oh they had a lot of they had a lot of interesting stuff like um a lot of different arcade cabinets from like what did i see that was crazy that was it was of course my favorite one is something like if i ever like get like a platinum single the first arcade machine i'm gonna buy is the x-men children the atom the six player like that, that just needs to happen I know oh, one of them arcade hells. Uh, X Men uh, beat them up. Yeah, yeah. That's the like, second, I mean, that's the second episode in a row that's come up. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorites of all time. It is really so. Great. Yeah, so that's something I would want to one one of those in the uh, DDR machine. Those would be the two main arcade machines I would want if I get you know a single or another. You know, what I mean, it's one of those kind of goals there. Yeah, the DDR but it was just really cool. Definitely the vibe. <laughs> It's so funny because DDR completely passed me by. It wasn't until Guitar Hero that I cared about the games because the DDR the DDR games were all like these songs I'd never heard before. 
Well, yeah, and it would require you to have like rhythm in that sense of like dancing and stuff. And I got really. <laughs> it definitely is like you have to be able to move your body to the rhythm. And so it's like, it's different than like you having the dexterity of music. Right. You know, you're used to playing an instrument. I was going to say, which one of the two of us plays drums? No, no, no. That, <laughs> still you. I can't manage a kick drum to save my life. But um, I know, like, especially even from, like, when I was a teenager, my friend had, like, the the metal pads that you could get for your house, which was, like, yeah. obviously expensive, but, like, really Those cool. things were, like, 300 bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was up there. And I, I just had, the, like, the little Foley ones that I bought myself, but, like, it was a great workout. Oh, yeah. And I loved doing it. And I could still, there's certain songs that I played so many times, like, junior seniors move your feet and um th- i don't know what the artist's name but it was the song that was called butterfly and there's a couple other ones where it's, yes like, I still have the muscle memory for it so like i start if i play it like we've gone to um pinball pizza in ann arbor i start playing it i start remembering the steps yeah and i'm like why can i remember this but not what i ate this morning right <laughs> yeah, butter, butterfly was definitely a classic, especially because I want the extreme, the D, uh, DDR extreme eight. That's the one specifically I want because that's the one I played in college. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, I, so I know all those songs by heart. It, it got to the point even I would play Flash Flash Revolution, which is the same thing, but on the on the computer, and then you're pushing the arrows with that. Yep. And then they'll have people who make their own particular game, so it won't be to the fourth count. It will be to the aesthetic of each note ever hit. And this uh, understep mania was another one. Like, those are really cool. Now, I like watching sometimes um, people that are doing like tournaments at those in the game room because they started doing that when they moved everything over to. Is it called Huntington Place now, or what's it called? Yeah, it's yeah. Cobalt to the Day I Die. Yeah, that <laughs> I literally wanted to call it Kobo, and then I'm like, do I have to say the right name? I guess I will. Um, they might not pine out again. I'm sure it's just a matter of time. Yeah, right. <laughs> but like, um, no. when they moved into that room that had like the glass, like it had the the windows and stuff. I remember that they had like tournaments going on and stuff, and I didn't even know what they were playing, but it was so cool to watch. Yeah, it's cool that they had a giant screen that they would put it on, so they people could you know cheer and and watch it. Yeah. And that was super fun. When you play the X Men uh, arcade game, which character do you choose, Mark? It's a tie between Colossus and uh, I love playing Colossus. That's just oh. but, yeah, just just to do that. It's just that's what they do at Magfest, which is funny. So they'll be like, oh, and then everybody in the entire con does the roar at the same time. So it'd be it'd be a tie between Colossus and Wolverine. I kind of yeah. like well, the scrapping back and forth for it. So it turns into uh, Colossus is the the yeah he is. <laughs> It's, it's hilarious how that works. Oh, man. So, I mean, you you kind of knew in advance what a lot of the music blacks were going to be because you got to book them. But was there anybody that surprised you? Anybody that you're like, wow, I didn't expect this? Well, um, well, to be honest, it was the first time I got a chance to actually work with Bathroom of the Future. Like, I've seen them perform in Pontiac with Cybertronic Spree and uh, Essinger, which was great. Yeah. But it was the first time I got a chance to because then at the Pike Room, the mix of the room didn't really give them the vocal power for me to be able to hear their stuff. Sure. This is the first time we had it like fully curated where I can actually hear all the words where it came to that. Oh, I'm and sure. that's, and sure that was the really cool. <laughs> Tim's like, I don't want you to hear me. It's bury not, me. His whole thing is bury the vocals. So, <laughs> but it was really nice. Like, um, everything yeah. was, just, you know, put together very well and looks like everybody had a great time, which was cool. And there was a lot of newer artists that were there as well that, you know, got the opportunity and chance to. And it was great to see them, you know, be on a platform where everything is working right. And then they can get like a full idea of how they sound. Because a lot of times they go to different venues in that nature and then you have to deal with whatever, you know, whatever rigs or situations that you have. But with something that's like almost a two hundred or three hundred thousand dollar system put together like that now you can really see what you sound like at a higher level. What well, what was your favorite cosplay you saw all weekend? Okay. So funny thing is I saw two incredible hulks in in the 
and a King Kong walking with each other. That was funny. There was like a lot of different trios. Like I seen three Pikachu's together, three yeah. Incredible Hawks and Kongs together. Uh, Sailor like Moon for a joke. Two Hawks and a King Kong walk into a bar. Yep. Now, were the it Pikachu's does. the blow up Pikachu's? They were blow up, and then they had some that were kind of like almost like the actual furry style, which is cool too. Oh, wow. Because oh, okay. I know one time we were in the Rensen a couple of years ago, and like just a swarm of Pikachus came by, and they were all walking in a line yeah. like this. And I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> so March to March of the Pikachus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was really awesome. I, I saw a lot of um, very intricate cosplays where I don't know what anime or anime they're from sure. but seeing in the cosplay competition it was just it was just you know like it's just top tier because of the fact yeah. that they have international competitions that come there every year and by winning they get a chance to travel the world with their cosplay it's like a like a dream come true to some people so just seeing those is just an avenue that you would never expect yeah, it's cool stuff. I saw just watching through social media. There was this was definitely the year of One Piece, thanks to the Netflix show. There was, a it was lot quite a bit One Piece in there, out there. And I, I still haven't even tried the Netflix show because I remember that was one of those anime that when it came out and then suddenly there were two hundred episodes, and I'm like, I I can't, I ain't got this time. I and now we're and now we're almost at like two thousand. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. yeah. That's how I feel about like Dragon Ball. Like Dragon that's Ball. not anything I've ever gone down the rabbit hole. I think the most I've watched out of any series is Sailor Moon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that's um that's very common. Yeah. Like Sailor Moon, Inuyasha, all of those. Like yeah, you those get are, to the oh, point where the, you those are the uh what what do they call it? The the gateway drugs. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't um I couldn't I knew that when the way my life is, I would not be able to make that full commitment to be satisfied to watch One Piece. Unfortunately, sure. But that's one. Of, that's one of those. One of those. Like I've seen through Bleach and Naruto and all those, but when it gets to the point where you're like, I just don't have the time to go and break down the entire anime. It's just you just right. don't have the time. So I watched like Keegan Ashura and then try to you know it's like ten episodes, something like that, real simple and easy. You can knock that out and it just works. I was just talking to somebody about uh, they they I guess they ended Attack on Titan this weekend as well, and I was yeah I'd only watched the first season. I, I like my anime like Cowboy Bebop where it's like one season, maybe twenty six episodes, and a movie, and I'm out. And I love Cowboy Bebop. Evangelion, same thing. Like one season, a couple of movies, I'm done. Which is literally how I've consumed anime is literally anything that he has thrown in my lap. So right. it's it's like that or like. We, we've ended up watching like random harem anime like yeah. like what was that one with the the boy it is a boy and then like a bunch of women was it tetchy tetchy yeah boy? yeah tetchy that was it like that one for sure um watched fully coolly i guess that still counts yeah. as anime well, we, we went on the service so Aren't you roll? You really loved uh, the Dragon Maid. Yeah, Kobayashi's Dragon Maid was one of my favorites. I usually always see somebody cosplaying yeah. that, and I'm like, oh, it's Titty Dragon, because I don't know their names. So I'm just like, yep, nope, that's that one with the big hooves. I know which one that one is. She's got the horn. Right. It's got it. <laughs> that's how sometimes that's how you just recognize that. Because it was funny that you mentioned about the, you know, the anime. Like when I was talking to Channel 7, they asked me, they said, hey, if you can pick an anime character, what it would look like, who would I be? And I'm just like, bro, it's like seven in the morning. Like, <laughs> like, like uh, I have no idea. So I had to look at, I said, okay, glasses. He can be eyes. Perfect. That's what he <laughs> so he'd be eyes and then bleach. And then I, then I put a, your each chief for the uh, person that's on the, you know, on the news channel. You know, yeah. and then and she looks just like her, so she can pull all the things off and it worked. But yeah, and then just it, it was just on it, it was just on the news. I said, "Have you seen Bleach before?" He's like, "No." It just the way he said no. <laughs> I was like, "You can't, you can't do that." Like <laughs> they're like, we're really like, trying hard to not make it known that we don't know what the hell we're talking about right now. Right. The anime, so like just. 
Love us some softballs, please. We just we just know that there is a, a lot of young people dressed up like weird characters at Kobo every year around this time for all weekend. Oh, yeah. I've had people ask me that before, too. They're like, what goes on right after Halloween? Because, like, there's just a bunch of weirdos downtown. I'm like, oh, you're talking about the people in cosplay? Yeah, that's a convention. And they're like... Oh, okay. And I'm like, did you just see a bunch of random people walking from Kobo to the Renza? Yes, that's exactly what. Okay, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yep, that's a con for you. <laughs> so I wonder, I, I have a question. It's, this is definitely not a softball question, but it's, I wonder if it's something you could speak to. Every time sure. at the convention, no matter what convention it is, whether it's uh, the, the Motor City Comic Con or, or Uicon or something like that, social media is always very active as far as people sharing the pictures and say, hey, I'm going to be at this photo shoot kind of thing. But there's always a segment of social media that the entire weekend nitpicks everything that goes wrong with the convention. Um, and I'm not saying they're not wrong because I have, you know, I while I'm monitoring social media and see what everybody's doing at the con, I do hear a lot of people complaining about things that are going on at the con or like how... Um, what did you tell me? One of the one of the panels was canceled an hour after it was supposed to start, mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. Um, did you see anything that you were like, ah, oh, well that that kind of stinks? Well, I see it all. Well, well, for the record, I see it all the time. So yeah. <laughs> from, from a different from a different scale of things, I see it all yeah. the time. Yeah. But what I can discuss is that um, most of the time it's because of preparation, usually. Like um, they would have their so there'll be there'll be two there'll be three types of complaints. One would be the individuals who are veterans that know, hey, we've seen it work like this. What's going on here? Somebody that's like a diehard fan would be like, you know, I spend time with my my friends and family at this point, and you know, it'd be great if this happened or that happened, but we didn't see this until the last minute. So there's the legitimate ones. There's the ones that's the bandwagon as in if everybody has a problem with it there will be another person that puts the two cents in it or they may have a mutual friend of theirs that had experience and they feel like they vicariously experienced their experience so they'll explain it that way um but that's in anything in social media that's any debate oh that's i mean there there are there are millions and millions of pages of the argument between goku and and, uh and superman who wins in between the two (laughs) Yeah. When essentially they are the same character. <laughs> no, I, I ask you because um, it's easy if you're looking at social media, like I said, when it comes to almost any convention to just go like, man, that sounds like a shit show um, because that seems to be what gets through the algorithm. The best is, is the people complaining about, oh, the line wasn't right or, oh, they canceled this thing that has been there every year kind of thing. And I've told you before, like when you set up your show a couple of weeks ago, that like I don't have the uh, temperament to organize something like that because the minute I see like two or three people on social media be like you know complaining about something small or or something that I you know really try you to lose, you would lose it and in, in, yeah right, I would and, be like well I'm not doing it next year you babies can do it yourself I mean like I I feel like I mean at least with with my shit like I've not really ever run into that I'd say the I think the most complaints I have ever gotten for like found in the underground has always been, you know, I'm in the rock room and the rock is going on. So then I can't hear my customers, which I kind of already like altered by adding like them switch back and forth between the two rooms. But like I let all the vendors know like, hey, so this is how this is going to work. Right. Every half hour, you're there's a transparency here. Yeah, that way they right. know what's going on versus them showing up and and just being like, "What the fuck? I can't hear yeah. anybody that's talking or whatever." I try to listen and then make the the changes or right. whatever. But like most of the things that I end up finding out end up being like behind the scenes, like whether it's before the show or after the show that I have to like kind of organize. But I also am not working with like a huge team either. Oh, for sure. I feel like something for obviously like me versus a con is way, way more different. It has similarities, but it's way different because it's it's a much larger scale. It's a much larger scale. And working with that many people, I even find like, I mean, you work with four or five people for mine and I'm already ready to kill everyone. And I'm like, why not just do this myself? 
I want to light everyone on fire. I should have done everything alone. <laughs> and and that is that is the my my trauma talking more than anything else. I can't count on people. But when it comes we've, to we've all been there. Yeah. When been. it comes to something like large scale like that, you have such a big team and you can't control everything that goes wrong. Right. And there's so many attendees every year. You can't control what happens. Right. And I, th- I think Mark hit on it when he when he used the word transparency. I think that's a lot of the like the legitimate concerns that I, I read over the weekend was the lack of transparency between the people running the con and the general public. Yeah. And I, I can see I can see both sides of the argument. I can see reasons why you wouldn't be perfectly transparent about certain things, you know, mm-hmm. stuff that the public doesn't need to know. And you're just trying to put on the best kind you have. I've said before, too, that like you cannot put on a perfect convention. You can't have a convention where every single person that attended had the time of their life and went home. Somebody is always going to have the worst weekend of their entire life during your God. There's always going to be at least somebody. Anywhere. (laughs) Anywhere where people people really think it's the aesthetic of Disney World here, but they don't understand the scenarios that everybody does not have the best time. And I know that just because I worked for them. So, Right. Well, and I have to say too, like, and this is something that I've always kind of put forth in my mind every time I've gone to a con, no matter if it's Yumicon or Motor City or whatever, is that you get a specific type of people that come to these cons and you have to remember that a lot of us as nerds don't have good interpersonal communication skills sure and some of us are very antisocial too so that creates an element that you know sometimes they're the people that go don't have the same um social cues and things like that right can cause issues I mean, that's to say with everything in public, but specifically with nerds, especially after the pandemic, you're talking like people that are used to talking to people on social media or Twitch or something like that. Or Missy. Yeah. Or, and then you get out into the world and then you're like, I don't know how to communicate with people. And you mix that. It's the nail on the head. Putting Absolutely. everybody in a room like that, that yeah. does create some things. And like, you know, I, I don't want to make have to like I don't want to make the joke, make the joke, but I'm gonna make the joke of like, you know, body hygiene and stuff like that. Some of those well, things go out the window. Happen consistently, then we wouldn't bring it up consistently. Yeah, yeah. So like those things are all those all come into play with how things play out and a con no matter what. And like I do want to say that I I'm not I'm not trying to diminish anybody who did go to this year's Yubicon and had problems with it. Like you're probably I'm not trying to diminish any problems that you may have had if you're listening or watching us and you had problems. I'm just saying that somebody's gonna have a bad time. Yeah, you gotta take every single time you should somebody is always gonna have a bad time. Sometimes a lot of somebody's gonna have a bad time. <laughs> but we are we are uh we're here to have a good time. It's being a good time, Mark. So you played Found in the Underground, you played Yubicon, what's next? Well, um, how do I begin? So uh, one thing I do go on Friday, I go to Times Square for a red carpet event because uh, Power Engine Worthy is a is a fan series on YouTube that I've been working with music for a while. They actually got approved to have a premiere of the actual, you know, the actual film, a 30 minute film at yeah. the biggest um, AMC in New York. Wow. Which is great. So I just got the call for that. So I'll be there on Friday. That's spectacular. And, uh, it's at yeah, it's at the um urban urban ambient showcase. So it really showcases a lot of the people of color that were part of a lot of the out, you know, um martial arts flicks. So they have stuff yeah. for Inner Dragon anniversaries, the Blade anniversary is there, the last dragon, and then a lot of different people from maybe from the Warriors and all those individuals that were involved in the seventies and eighties. They all meet up as a con for that. So that's something that's really cool. That's super oh. cool. So what is your connection with this uh, this Power Rangers fan film? Well, um, I did the film score. So I did all the music for it. Oh, yeah. Why didn't you ask me to do the guitar solo? <laughs> it's a Power Rangers. Well, so you got to get the really, really, really in there. <laughs> well, uh, well, I mean, it's, it's, not, it's never too late. Um, I actually did, ironically, did get a, some news earlier today. So uh, there's this oh. guy that's from Flint. No, there's this guy from Flint. Um, his name is Rick. Uh, he used to do all the VFX and 
all the effects for like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, that whole series, wow. Mortal Kombat Annihilation, Spider-Man. He did all the VFX stuff that you've seen in the show. And he's actually coming out with a YouTube channel. It's called Behind the Power, which he's showing all the behind the scenes stuff. Oh, so he cool. made the clay uh, models for the putties when they were made and all the monsters that you've seen in that. Yeah. He did all of those. And he asked me, he said, hey, I'd like you to do the music for it, but I am looking for some kind of a jingle for it. He did tell me that earlier today. So, care for what you wish for. <laughs> you, are, you are living the dream, my friends. You get to, you get to. First of all, you make a whole rap career around some of your favorite stuff, whether it's Power Rangers or Transformers or, uh, you know, and, and all the video game stuff you did with Ready Player One. Now you're scoring films of some of your favorite stuff. I know you do a little bit of voice acting. Uh, I remember you you got excited because you were going to do uh, some Transformers voice acting for, for something earlier this summer. You were like, dude, dude, they're going to let me be Soundwave. How cool is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait, man. Um, that should be starting sometime this fall. And just got, you know, some little small gigs when it comes to doing voices for games and things like that. I'm just trying to build the catalog so that maybe one day I could tour cons like everybody else. Yeah. And then, you know, like all the other voice actors and and then I can make my own discretions. Like I could just, instead of it just being like, yeah, I'm going to charge you $150 for this autograph. I can, you know, judge based off what it is. I'll be like, it's kid seven. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Just have a different thing and then give a double, you know, a double pocket. Be like, hey, I can also do a music performance for you too. Yeah, exactly. Maybe a double threat there. Exactly. So that's kind of my yeah. idea. Well, Mark, I'll be have a great time out in, uh, you said New York, right? For that red card. Yep. I'll be right. out of New York and I look forward to having you back on the show real soon. We can talk about something else that you're a really big fan of. That sounds awesome. Awesome, Mark. Where okay. can everybody find Mark online? Well, the best way to find me is uh, everything is at It's Mark Cooper. So that's I-T-S-M-A-R-K-C-O-O-P-E-R. Follow me. You'll be a superstar. Nice. There we go. All right. We'll be back with our serotonin boost with a really big band podcast continues. Welcome back, everyone, to the I almost said the One Fall Show. <laughs> I got I confused you. I said heck everything in Scoot, and you went right to One Fall Show. Yep, you absolutely did. Welcome back, everyone, to the Really Big Fan Podcast, and thank you again to Mr. Mark Cooper for hanging out with us this week. We were uh, I didn't want to say we were hanging with Mr. Cooper. Uh, yeah, uh, we kind of were. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, Mark's have a good time. I even, I'm sure me and Mark have both heard that our entire life. I'm sure. I'm sure. I feel I feel like Mark is my age. Yeah, I feel like, and, and yeah, there would have been inescapable. We were talking at uh, the Found in the Underground about like we need to just hang sometime. Yeah, we just, play games, having a having a project or something. We need to just have a hang. Yeah, I feel like with we all kind of need that right now. Everybody's kind of feeling a little rough. Yeah, it's, I, I I think yeah, if we that's 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 maybe why Thanksgiving is at this point in the year is yeah. it's an excuse to like gather your your clan together and kind of like hey we're gonna be okay right <laughs> kind of thing like i mean that's what it needs to be this year for sure yeah <laughs> well let's uh let's wrap up this week's show with our serotonin boost have you got yours yeah all right actually i do i have a good one this time all right I'll, I'll, let's hear it okay so when i was listening to the lore podcast which is by aaron mankey it's been out for years um he like the series that he's got also had an Amazon show. There's a book now, all this other stuff. So I listen to it um when I'm driving around at the day job. And I heard an ad for one called Dark House, and it was about different murders. <laughs> like murders or ghosts okay. or unexplainable events in iconic houses and properties. Oh, all right. So it's done by these two girls, Allison and Hadley, and what they do is they're both design um, or editors at House Beautiful, which is a, a actual house magazine, like an interior design magazine. Yeah, yeah. And so they have all the knowledge about interior design and stuff like that. So they're going through describing the house and then describing the cases because they're both into murdery, freaky shit. Sure. Once they realize they both were into murdery, freaky shit, they're like, yes. <laughs> so that's kind of how they describe it is like they're just kind of like two friends and they're they sound like they're a little younger than me so they're kind of like oh shut up no yeah like they have that kind of conversational style or whatever right but um 
I, I the first episode that I saw that it was up was the Amneville House. Okay. So I was like, oh fuck yeah, I won't listen to that. So I listened to that episode because when I was, <laughs> this is another part of like those abandoned building weirdness about me things is that when I was staying at my grandma's house, I would always watch like weird documentaries on TV. Okay. Because she had cable. Yeah. And I came across one on the Abneyville Horror. So I was like eight or nine years old and I'm like, murder, murder. <laughs> I was just thinking when you mentioned, when you brought up the, the Amityville house that I don't, I've never gone back and watched any of those movies. Yeah. I know that I saw pieces of one when I was younger and scared of everything. Yeah. I wonder, because like Poltergeist 2 still holds up, like that movie scared the shit out of me. Yeah. And I did watch it again a couple years ago and I was like, no, this stuff is still terrifying. <laughs> this stuff is still just awful. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever seen, like, any movie. I've literally seen documentaries. And I used to read, like, documentaries about, like, nursery rhymes that were, like, like Lizzie Borden and right. stuff like that. I don't know. i am just always been a weird kid. I don't know. Anyone but, else would be very frightened to be sleeping next to you. I know, but, like, I'm, I'm harmless. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm more of a danger to myself, let's be honest here. But, um... So after listening to that, I was like, okay, I'm going back to the beginning because they started doing this during the pandemic. So like their older episodes are from 2020 and the first season was just only like four or five episodes. They each picked two houses and talked about them and then they came back for a second season and it was a more consistent regular podcast. Right. So they basically upload different ones they've had. They had like one guy that's on a Roku show called Murder House Flippers. Oh, geez. And like talked to him about different houses. They talked to a professor about how murders and deception work. Like he teaches courses on it. Okay. Like for criminology and stuff like that. Right. So still all still sounds like a bad plan. Oh yeah. No, but they talked to him about um the one that I was telling you about today, which was the watcher. Yeah. So like short short story and then you can if you want to hear like it go listen to the podcast, but in like 2014 this family moved into a house in a specific town in New Jersey that's like super um like they try to keep it as historically accurate as possible visually. Okay. To the point of they have like an insane house guide on their website of like how you have to like your blinds have to be a certain size and like all this Wild. crazy shit. So these people move in and they start getting letters from someone called the watcher. Okay. And they're basically like, Oh, we're so glad to see that you're having young blood run through the halls again. When I was growing up in the 60s, I ran those halls. And it was this whole big creepy thing. But basically, they were like, I'll be watching you. And signed it, The Watcher. And it came in like a little heart envelope. Uh And these people got multiple letters from this person. And nobody knows who it was. And so there's different theories about like who it could be based on the town and everything else. How the the people in the town react. And I'm like insanely hooked into it where i'm just like sure. oh my god like this is so this is so fascinating so then i'm like writing in my notes app like I, i'd be like at a stop or something real quick right in my notes app about like oh well I, it could be like this person because of a b c and d like all of these facts line up you know and then i'm starting to think of like oh like 1960s the watcher character that's in what if was yeah. created in 1963 was a fa- fantastic four character yeah and so it was like these girls are not nerds i need to tell them <laughs> so i did and now they're texting me on instagram that's why i sent them screenshots of my notes and i'm like i did not mean to write you an essay but these are my thoughts this is what i was thinking when i was listening to this stuff i totally think it's this person and then like Allison started talking to me first, and then Hadley's like, I need to read these and catch up. <laughs> That's my serotonin boost for this week, is like, now I'm like just trying to make friends with murder podcasts. <laughs> That's awesome, though. Like, but I- their podcast is so cool. They did, I, this sounds so morbid, but like they talked about um, the Sharon Tate murder house yeah. and stuff like that. There's all these different houses where there's been like iconic murders or whatever, but like they look at the decor of the house. 
especially with certain ones where like families will have like you know their own situations sure. or whatever like how their house is decorated kind of leads you to believe certain things about them mm-hmm. and so that part is fascinating but it's just also like it's creepy <laughs> and they're so they do some paranormal stuff they they end up talking to justin long uh um, yeah, that was the first episode you told me about yes so they were talking to justin long about just creepy stuff based on like they did one episode but then they had this bonus episode with him and they talk about tusk and stuff like that too and then well yeah because that was probably that was a plot point it was a huge plot point in barbarian yeah where he was talking about barbarian yeah yeah. that's what it was so they were talking about like creepy things in basements with him and stuff like that and all of like anything paranormal he's experienced and then a couple episodes later they had the kid that played ned from spider-man Oh, fun. Because he did a vampire show. Yes, he did. Spike. On Hulu or something something like that. And so they basically had him on after an episode they did about like haunted places in Hawaii because he's from Hawaii. Yeah. He moved to New York like at 18 years old to pursue acting. And so you got to hear his backstory or whatever and find out he's a major stoner. And like, so it's been, it like it has evolved from like the beginning of it just being like, we're going to talk about a house and murder. But I am I'm obsessed with it. And being that I'm in a car for like four to five hours yeah. times in a day, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to listen to all this Hell yeah. murder shit. That was my favorite part of that job is <laughs> listening to a bunch of cool podcasts. Yeah. I, se- I have to catch up on like 60 songs and stuff like that because I basically abandoned 60 songs in lore for this. That happens. Yeah. So we, we could do a whole episode just talking about podcasts. We really Because it's really interesting how consuming podcasts works and yeah. how there are similarities between people who listen to podcasts about like how you will be in love with a podcast for a length of time and then you'll either catch up and then just stop listening to it mm-hmm. or um, you'll hit a point in the podcast where the you go from I love this podcast to the host are really starting to get on my nerves yeah, yeah, I've run into some of those, and then I've run into, like, the subject matter not being relevant to me anymore. Right. I, I listened to all of those Bad With Money by Gabby Duns when I was doing all of the door dashing. Yeah. And um, with that, it got to a point where, like, it wasn't relatable to me anymore. Sure. Because I didn't understand, like, I don't do finance past a certain point or yep. whatever, so they're talking about things that are way above my pay grade, and I'm like... Yeah, no, this like I don't need to know about this type of stock option or whatever because I'm I, I don't have money for that. You were talking about the guy that plays Ned in the in the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen the I think it's a TikTok of he's in a pool and he throws a, like a basketball over his shoulder and it completely whips, but then like Tom and the other guys that are in the Spider-Man movies all jump and, like he just made the best no! like, oh! I'll have to find it. That's yeah. cute. Yeah. It's really adorable. No, that's awesome. They did. He did even bring up um, something about like, you know, it, the character that he was playing with the vampire and how like it kind of helped him with his body image and mentality too because that's of cool. how he looks and stuff. And and like he's lost weight and everything. Yeah. Like we've seen that, but like he was talking about like the differences between like how it made him feel good to play those characters. He also looks wild with no hair. Yeah, and they asked him. Um, if you ever want to play a villain and he's like oh yeah like it, it'll be in the works and stuff like that yeah and apparently uh one of the girls had never watched any of the spider-man stuff so when she was researching the episode she watched all the tom holland spider-mans and now she's like yes i understand tom holland is hot now i understand why <laughs> um i love ned yeah i zendaya does amazing work no matter what she does and right. now she was like super into it but that's why i said like i knew they weren't nerds yeah i talked to them because of that podcast they're right like, oh yeah i've never seen any of the spider-mans and it was just like damn <laughs> people out there that like hasn't seen haven't seen a single spider-man movie or something it's it sounds weird to us yeah but it's very true blows my mind <laughs> but yeah it, it's been a very fun one and i sent the justin long episode to a friend of the show sam nork because she drove to i, th- I, I can't remember if it's like massachusetts or something to go to some sort of like screening and panel oh yeah for him for a, a movie and i was like oh you gotta listen to this episode like so i'm just like i'm doing what i was doing with 60 songs where i'm yep. just sending people like 
hour-long episodes of podcasts going, you should listen to this. I always felt like a psycho. Yeah. When I would be like, oh, you should listen to this episode of podcast because it's kind of like it's kind of like when I put comics in front of you. Like, you should read this comic. And then if I stop and think about it, like, she's not going to read that comic. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> it's not that I don't want to read the comic. It's like oh, when I go to lay down, I'm like, oh, I don't I'm, even. Right. Well, I'm not, I'm not calling you out for not reading comics. I'm saying it's like that. And that yeah. I would recommend podcast to people and then think about it for a second. I was like, he's never going to listen to that. Why yeah. Do that? Yeah. Never know. <laughs> I, I figured Justin Long is worth listening to, so she might listen to it. But fair enough. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it, um, sixty songs is as palatable because Rob is so weird. Like it takes you time. Sheesh! <laughs> it takes you time to get used to his. Don't get involved and <laughs> and his like waxing poetic about things. Like I feel like if any episode, like I had to listen to that Smashing Pumpkins episode first to even get oh yeah you, that's what drew me in was that episode yeah that podcast specific that kept podcast in specifics yeah uh you have to like go through and find the episode that you're like oh i want to hear about that band or i want to hear yeah. about that song and then you get used to them and then you're like okay i can listen to it but even sometimes yeah, i enjoy this long, so <laughs> Well, my serotonin boost happened a couple hours ago when they released the teaser for the next Ghostbusters. Yeah, Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. They're gonna have uh, Egon's kids back. Uh, Sam, uh, was it Wolfhard? Finn Wolfhard. Finn Wolfhard is back, and uh, I can't remember her name, but I absolutely loved her as Egon's uh, um, granddaughter. Yeah. Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, and Annie Potts are all gonna be back for this one. Uh, Carrie Coon as a McKenna Grace. That's who yeah. I was trying to think of, and uh, Paul Rudd is is back as as well as uh, they they show in the trailer that we get to see Pat Oswalt in this one and um, the funny guy from Eternals. Yeah, yeah, he was in he was a Star Wars, wasn't he? Was he in Obi Wan in episode? Yeah, of- he was in yeah Kumal Nanjan. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but Nanjiani. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be him. Um, he's hilarious, and I'm glad that that there's a crossover there with it i'm so happy that like the very end of the trailer you get to see four of them in ghostbusters jump attire yep yeah and like (laughs) you kind of see what the big bad's gonna be and paul rudd is absolutely dan Aykroyd's uh race stance and that's he is not terrified of this thing at all he's so stoked so stoked That is how I uh, that's how I play phasmophobia. Yeah, you should watch the clip though because it's uh, what I like is that it doesn't look like it's a necessary tie-in. The big bad is not a tie-in to anything that we've seen before. Yeah, you know, by the time it comes out, I'm sure I'll have figured out some comic book or some episode of the cartoon right, that right. references this thing. But I'm just but... saying it's not a slimer. It's not a you no. know a marshmallow guy. Like right. it's not like we're rebooting that part of it. I would not. Uh, I would not be angry if they brought Vigo the Carpathian back. I mean, they did that in the um, the female one, didn't they? Well, no. They 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 mentioned Gozer. Oh, okay. That's or Zool, which yeah, Zool. which was a part of that the last one. Zool, yeah, that the last one. So gotcha. No, but that's going to be awesome. And it is. It look, all the guys are going to be in there at some point for a cameo. Yeah. Like that. Or at like, first I was looking at it because there's that scene where like four of them are in outfits. Uh-huh. And I was trying to place who the fourth one was because he had McKenna Grace and Finn Wolfhard and, uh, the mom. and Paul Rudd. And then there was somebody in the back and I was like, that doesn't look like podcast. Is podcast even in this one? Maybe not. I think I love he is. Him though, I think he is. I think he I th- has to be the guy in the chair. I, I read an article or something that said that he is returning. Oh, awesome! So yeah, we got to wait until uh, next. I think March for this one, but uh, I'll <laughs> I'll be saving my money so I can go to the theater and experience it. <laughs> It'd be good stuff. Well, we do have to see Captain Marvel too. We do. Yeah, that one's gonna be great. Yeah, it's gonna be good stuff, and that's that's this weekend. Yeah. Well, we've had a fun time with you guys this week. Thank you, as always, for joining us uh, on Twitch on Wednesday evenings around 7 o'clock. And uh, we usually do it on Wednesdays. Sometimes we do it on Thursdays. Depends on our work schedule. Um, I also like to stream games. I've been playing Phasmophobia. I actually streamed some Star Wars Battlefront Two. Yeah. Uh, a couple nights ago and had a new viewer come in and go, holy what is crap, this? what game is this? It looks amazing. <laughs> Which was really, uh, it was really fun. That game held up real well. Yeah, no, it does. 
Um, so you can check us out on Twitch at twitch.tv backslash reallybigfanpod. That's also where you can find us on Patreon. As I mentioned at the top of the show, you can get our uh, our double feature podcast as well as uh, cool versions or, or cool ad-free versions of this podcast. And uh, that's where you can find us on social media too. Sweet. That's it. Yep. Yep. Show's over. Time to go to bed. <laughs> Let's go to sleep. Let's go to sleep. Intermission, intermission. Intermission. Well, you gotta clean that off there. Yeah, my... Oh, it's worse. <laughs> you and your sticky fingers, you're worse than a child. Hold on, I got it. <laughs> there we go. And they say kids are the ones. Ugh. It was like... <laughs> <laughs> At least I didn't lick my thumb first and then smear it across oh, it. Man, I've been there, though. That's that's like the mother's kiss. It's the worst. <laughs> I feel like I've done it to you before. You have, but it's fine. Like, I kiss you all the time. So, like, I'm used to your saliva. But it's like, it's... All over my body. Yeah. I I don't even know what to do with that. I'm going to the interview. All right.